Hi, I'm Ashley Nichols. I'm Casey Boyd-Swan. And this is the Growing Democracy Podcast, a space for citizens, experts, and advocates to create community together. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about civic engagement, governance, and how to grow our democracy. This episode is part of our series on the power of political and civic engagement. We're talking with local elected officials, public officials, and community activists to learn more about what civic and political engagement means to them and how they're involved in their communities. Yeah, and well, this week is different than anything we've ever done because <laughs> we, uh, uh, on a lark, <laughs> said, hey, you know what? We always talk about the youths, right? The kids, <laughs> the kids that don't know anything and don't care about politics, except that they do. And but what we mostly mean when we say that are like college kids and yeah. we realize maybe that's not even enough. Yeah. Well, and then thinking about, right. Cause I think part of it, we're university professors. So when we're talking about young engaged people, oftentimes the people we're talking about are those people that we're working with our students. And, you know, part of the conversation we were having is that we have, kids in our homes that are super engaged, paying attention to politics, and they have something to say as well. And they're not yet in college. They're teens. Right. And that they, they kind of have a really interesting, I think, perspective. And of course, some, you know, we're biased. There are kids, but, uh, but as being teens living right now, where they experience these kinds of things at a level that, that I don't know that, that adults fully appreciate, but in conjunction with, you know, that they have teachers teaching them about, you know, history that may or may not reflect on the modern events. uh, And, and, but then also framing these modern events in, you know, their English literature classes or their economics courses or whatever it is that they probably have a really interesting perspective on these things uh, that is, that is different than our own. Yeah. And the, you know, and I think for me, it's also important because, you know, they have something to say. Um, and I, and I, and I'm totally owning my own kind of blind spot or my own, like missing uh, element in terms of what I was and was not observing that this group of kids coming up is, is quite engaged and engaged differently, but we should be listening and and doing more listening to their stories. Um, And so I'm glad that we get to have them on the podcast. Me too. I think this is going to be a fun, uh, fun episode for our listeners. All right, we're really excited to be here today. So today we have with us three guests. And so that's more guests. This is five people on the podcast. That's the most yeah. people we've had on the podcast. Yeah, we've never had um, more than I, We had two from a couple of places, but never five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, there's, you know, some complications with it. The more people you have, the more people <laughs> you're trying to get per- to participate in the conversation. But it's ex- exciting to have this 
this crew with us today. Casey, can you can you give us a little bit of information as to why this crew in particular is exciting for us? Yes. So Ashley and I have had several conversations with younger folks or folks that we asked about uh, this kind of uh, interest in politics in terms of young people being interested in uh, politics and civic engagement. And, you know, every time we ask them, well, supposedly young people don't care about politics, but, you know, you're saying that that's not true, right? Um, and the interesting thing is that mostly those, those young people, quote unquote, right, are college age. Well, that's actually... That's still um, uh, an older generation than what potentially could be involved in politics. There's a whole swath of up and coming voters uh, that are teens right now. Yeah. Uh, and we just so happen to have access to teens. Yeah. Um, so today's episode is a conversation with our kids. <laughs> our so teens. <laughs> Our teens, yes. Um, so today we have with us uh, Ella Nichols, uh, who is almost 13 and is in middle school. And Tessa Nichols, who is 14 and also in middle school. And Dharmakasi, who is 16 and currently in high school. So oh. super excited to have these three with us today. Very excited. Thanks for coming on with us today. Teens, mm -hmm. you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> you got a There's no, we're not live streaming this on Twitch this time. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. could. Do y'all want to do that? I could <gasps> easily pivot and live stream it. No? It's oh, even right. worse. It's <laughs> even worse, I think. This is just us, you guys. Yeah. So what do we want to ask them about, Ashley? So I actually was wondering if we just wanted to start with like a quick question about who they are. If they want to, I just said their age and that they're in a certain grade, but do you, any of you want to, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, Dharma, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'm an artist, like a newbie. And... I like anime. Anime is my favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite class in school? Math. <laughs> and what else? Econ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> huh, huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from. Hmm. 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 Anyways. <laughs> I have jokes for days, but I'll, I'll leave it at so that. Many. They're all so directly easy, not at Dharma. Yeah, that's okay. I can take it. Okay. What about uh, what about Tessa? What's your hobby? At the moment, I don't really have that many hobbies because COVID, but I run. You run? Yeah. What's your favorite subject in school? Science. Oh, shocker. Mm -hmm. Shocker. What do you miss most being in this uh, pandemic? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I actually miss school a lot. Both continue to be out of school, so. All right. Hello, hello. What about you? What are your hobbies? I play soccer and draw. Yes, soccer and draw. And what's your favorite subject in school? Uh, INS. Individuals in, and society. Yeah. Okay. So, so kind of like government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
What do you miss most being in this pandemic? Going places? <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the house? So, social life? Dharma, Dharma, what do you, you? Yeah. Dharma, what do you miss most being in this pandemic? Being able to hang out with friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Even though you guys are supposed to be the social media generation, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the same. All right. Okay. Well, you've proven everyone wrong by saying that. (laughs) (laughs) So now one of the things that you guys uh, used to hang out doing and socializing uh, was Girl Scouts. You guys were in Scouts, Dharma's in Scouts. Uh, Talk to me about Girl Scouts. And I'm really interested, actually, because I know that all three of you did a lot of community service stuff when you were in Scouts. What what's up with that? Why, uh, why are you guys as Girl Scouts interested in doing community service? Well, first of all, what kinds of community service would you do? We would usually go to the beach and pick up trash. Mm-hmm. And there was one when I joined Tess and Ella's uh, troop for a day. And uh, we did a project on uh, feminist, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That. And you've, you used to do like food bank, yeah. Stuff. You still. What, what about y'all? What sort of things did y'all do with your Girl Scout troops that you remember? We also went to the beach and picked up trash, and um, I know we just made a lot of donations to like the animal shelter and stuff. Yeah, I remember that one. Voted as a troop to how they were going to spend down the rest of their uh, annual troop funds. Talked about all the different service services available in the community and then deliberated on where to spend the money, to send the money. What about you, Elle? We went to like a voter thing. The League of Women Voters. That's right. Yeah. Voter Girl. The, the League of Women Voter, Voter Girl program. What did you do there? Like, do you remember some of that stuff? What you learned? Um, I think we just learned about voting. (laughs) (laughs) We filled out a ballot, but it wasn't like, it was like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? But you learned about how the process of voting works, right? And make it in decision making. Yeah. 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 And there's all different levels, right? So at the time they were quite a bit younger. So, um, yeah, their information was. (laughs) <laughs> a little different maybe than More about, like, ranking favorite ice cream flavors but I, it was a, a great experience they, I remember we still have t-shirts from there yeah yeah was was service uh, an important part of the Girl Scout experience for you guys I see some head head nodding yeah mm-hmm. yeah why I mean that is basically what Girl Scouts is it's helping girls see that they can be more than just pretty. Yeah. That they can make an impact in their communities. Yeah. 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 Giving you an opportunity to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So now you guys. I want to chime in real quick though, because Tessa is over here being a little shy. And uh, so I'll just plug that. uh, She also had the opportunity in one of her previous troops. And this wasn't one that I was involved in. Uh, to to go to the 
Ohio State House um, and talk about water quality. And so, yeah, even access to kind of <laughs> look or to, to state elected officials and learn a little bit about identifying a, a concern that you have in your community and then bringing it to the state to talk about ways that they might be able to address it. Right, which is cool because it's more than just voting. Not that voting isn't important, but that there are other ways to um, to problem solve aside from voting. And sometimes, right, a pretty dichotomous situation, which is, do you like this person or this person? <laughs> yes, exactly. Not really a spectrum, right, of choices. <laughs> now, I also happen to know that the three of you do more uh, of uh, what I would call civic engagement outside of Girl Scouts, such as like maybe attending protests or writing letters to elected officials. You want to tell us about those experiences? I remember when you were going to the Women's March in D.C., we wrote letters when you guys were making signs. Yeah, I don't I remember much. Yeah, and so you you also attended your own protest, didn't you? Yeah, here. You went with Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. It was exciting. We got to do a lot of marching. I will say, uh, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit this. When Dharma was six months old, I took her to a protest in uh, Tempe, Arizona. She was in a stroller, so <laughs> <laughs> I marched with that stroller. It's a protest. I don't even remember what it was. Well, I, when I, I was, um, I was a local chapter leader of an, the national organization for women, like a local chapter. Right. And we would often get invited to walk in parades and we would often split that with other organizations that were similarly situated in this one year we walked with Planned Parenthood and the girls joined. And so uh, if anybody knows National Organization for Women, uh, their primary color is purple. And for Planned Parenthood, their primary color is pink. So we tie-dyed pink and purple shirts um, and they wore pink and purple boas. And then we walked in um, a 4th of July parade. And so even all, even things that weren't directly protests, kind of making political statements and participating in those type of ways is kind of been a long kind of something they've always been a part of. <laughs> I mean, I, so girls, I wonder, do you feel like your friends or your classmates have a similar experience of that protest is normal? Um, yeah. I remember talking to one of my friends about how they went to protests as well. Yeah. So like at school, you've had some conversations with people about and sharing kind of experiences of going to protests, um, marches. Not really at school. It was um, more of just like a personal conversation. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ella? I haven't ever talked to someone about going to protests, but kids in school always made petitions and stuff to mm-hmm. make changes in the school. Yeah, I like that. What about you? I myself haven't had any friends talk to me about protests, but one of my friends said that she wanted to go to a protest to support others, including yeah. herself. Got it. I, I, so I'm, I'm curious, this came up for me earlier, because you guys live in a pretty, uh, in an area that uh, politically aligns well with 
your political uh, uh, position. And we live in an area that doesn't align well (laughs) with our political position. And I'm just curious, um, I guess, between, you know, those two differences, what, what is it like at school? Do people talk a lot about politics? Does it create an uncomfortable space? Or is it really something that's not mentioned much? Or if it is, you don't, it doesn't feel like uh, weird to say something if somebody disagrees with you or disagrees with you. We talk about politics and like events that happen and a lot, especially in INS class. And we watch CNN 10 and have conversations about it. So it's a pretty open topic. What about you, Tessa? So um, not as much this year, but in the past, we've had um, time before like every class to like discuss current events and stuff. And I know we do it in this class this year too, but it's not as um, important. It's a little more difficult when you're... Online to have yeah. a space for <laughs> not as many kids speak up. Okay. All right. I mean, has there have there been situations in which somebody said something that was um, maybe politically different than your opinion? And did it did it feel awkward to say something or were you happy to kind of disagree? So I think so so I think we had this conversation previously when we were thinking about like stories. And while we currently live in a place that is very much or in most ways aligned with our politics and our kind of ideology, we have lived in many places (laughs) and not all of those places have been that way. And so um, previous to being in Northeast Ohio, we were in Southwest Ohio. And so they have, (laughs) sorry. So when we were in Southwest Ohio, they had um, some different experiences. Ella, do you want to share one of those stories we were talking about? I remember about someone saying something that you viewed as inappropriate and calling them out for it. Do you remember what it was? Um, It was specifically around the term gay. Do you remember that? That happened a lot. That wasn't like one time. Well, what happened? Can you want to tell that story? People always use gay as an insult. And like I have friends and family who are members of the LGBTQ community. So I always called people out when they did it and like asked them like why that was bad. And they always got very uncomfortable and like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's that's a hard thing to do. But yeah, if. If, if you can see someone's being harmed, it's an important thing to do. Now, I don't know that you've ever lived someplace, Dharma, that politically aligned with you. So what is your experience of politics at school? Politics at school? I mean, there's always, there's been talk uh, this year, like about Trump uh, being good or in the wrong, but mostly it being like in the right and it's kind of hard to accept that people think it's okay for others to be toxic about people being different and what is right and what is wrong so what do you do when that comes i i have to assume some of it feels personal Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. So what can you do or what do you do when that comes up? When it comes up, I usually remember what they said. And then later I talk to you or one of my friends about it and like have a discussion to kind of process stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean, that's in person, or I mean, I guess right now remote, but what about on social media? I mean, I, I, you girls have mentioned TikTok. I know all three of you are on there like <laughs> all day and all night. How is, how is TikTok and I guess social media at large, is that like a, a political platform and is it different there having or, or witnessing these conversations about politics? So, so previously, like just to prime, prime you, because we've had this conversation, y'all talked a little bit about like, there's like general, like, even when I was like, I want to be on TikTok and you were like, mom, there's like general TikTok. And then you can find like specialty TikTok. (laughs) There's like different communities. Yeah. So on TikTok, there's different communities. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I know around the election, there was quite a bit going on on TikTok around kind of what some people have termed political TikTok. Did y'all engage with that a little bit or what other communities have you found that were intriguing to you? So can you explain it to me? By the way? So I'm not really on TikTok. So what is political TikTok? What happens there? It's just where they talk about a bunch of different issues and stuff and topics. Yeah, like social and political topics that are important to them. And I feel like they just want to inform people. Many of So them. it's more information. Is there a lot of, so I know on Facebook, some of the problems, right. That there were all the conspiracy things going around. Was, is that on TikTok? Uh, yes. You definitely have to be careful because there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but there's some information that's valid and like gives a good point to, for you to think about. So how do you know if something on TikTok is a conspiracy theory or not? Like, how would you be, I mean, maybe, maybe you're smart enough to differentiate, but how, how would just a normal person jumping on know if something on TikTok was a conspiracy theory or not? Um, if I'm intrigued by something, I'll look it up to see if there's like other sources that back it up. That makes sense. Dharma, you were saying that your teacher had a, had a special, uh, a strategy for you mm-hmm. to look up information. What was that? His strategy was to go to BBC and get non-personalized view of everything. So why BBC? Because they're not in the U.S. and they're not trying to make it comedy. They're not. So, so it's, yeah. they're trying not to be partisan. It's just mm-hmm. seen as a, because it's outside the U.S. that it's more unbiased mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. interesting so where do you guys go to get your news so tessa when you said you'd go to look it up how would you do that where else would you go other news sites i would just check like a few of them to make sure that like it adds up and it's not just conspiracy <laughs> now yeah. i mean obviously ella tessa you can ask your parents hey is this an unbiased website but how so, like your friends, do they know places to go? How do other teens whose parents maybe aren't explicitly kind of in this 
world? How do they know if something's reliable or not? They had a funny assignment. A funny maybe isn't the right word. They had an interesting assignment. What? How old what, was it? Fourth grade, where y'all had oh. to do the turtles and grew on trees or something like that. You had to investigate it. Do you remember or the what was oh, it? Oh, it was like they gave us websites, and there was one where there was like the tree octopus, and <laughs> it jumps between trees. And we had to search the website and find out why that is not real. There was also another one that was like Dog Island. Yeah. Send your dog there for vacation. <laughs> they had to like figure out all the different things as to like how they, it seemed silly, but like, where would you go to confirm that this wasn't real or, or yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious <laughs> I, uh, let me uh, let me back up a bit and ask you a question are you guys interested in politics like is that something that that you or or others that are your age are actually interested in Darwin? yeah definitely at this stage I hear a lot more than I did in middle school about politics just a general kind of discussion of political yeah. events. Okay. Also about you. Yeah, I'm interested in politics. In what way? I feel like I want to be informed about like what's going on and stuff. Yeah. So they they love it when all day on what was it Saturday we listened to the impeachment trial and it was just on in the background. It was just, <laughs> the sound to their lives. <laughs> I feel like our teachers want us to know more about it. The kids don't really talk about it as much. I mean, there are a couple of kids who have like state their opinion and say a bunch of stuff, but many of the kids, I don't think they're very involved in the conversations. Yeah. So what is, what does politics mean to you? Like if I'm, when I say that I talk about politics and we're having all these conversations about like political TikTok and politics on TikTok or conversations around politics at school, like what does that mean to you? Like when you think of politics, what is that? What is it that you're talking about? Like the election. Like elections. And like protests and stuff protests so so could i translate that to be like protests around social issues or is it the act of protesting and like that both both what about you tess i think it's kind of hard to put it into a specific category um there's a lot of different kinds of politics like what can i push that a little bit further like what do you mean by there's a lot of different kinds of politics like these are my favorite questions yeah <laughs> But Ella said, like, the elections. So elections know, might be one. Then yeah, there's, sure. like, public service. And public service. Yeah. Cool. So we got we got protests, public service, elections. What about you, Dharma? Anything to add to those? Like, rights and what people view as right and wrong. Yeah. So, like, social justice issues. Yeah. Equity issues. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, actually, I feel like that's a broader 
definition than many of our guests have. Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm, and I don't know if it's because it's us, right? Like because there are kids, and so the way that we talk about politics is really inclusive of lots of things. If they're also just like there, it is a, it is a big topic. I just had a conversation today with someone. They were like, "So when you say political engagement, what do you mean?" I was like, "All of it." <laughs> Does it involve people? Yeah, political engagement. People, power, policy, then there we go. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, that's interesting. So what what do you wish as teenagers could be different? So do you feel like there are spaces where your opinions on political matters are valued? And how could different spaces be changed to actually um, show you that your opinions and input matter? We got asked this question in school. <laughs> well, so and what was your answer then? <laughs> so you've had some, a little bit of experience with this in terms of you did a research project on styrofoam and you engaged with some like school level policy discussions. What was, can you tell us about what that was and, how that made you feel both heard and unheard? <laughs> we um, had this project with a group of kids in my school, and we talked to a certain company. I forget who they were, but <laughs> we asked them questions and stuff, and we took a field trip to them. <laughs> and then at one point, we took a day in the uh for lunches we switched out the styrofoam containers with biodegradable like yeah trays yeah and i feel like the lunch the lunch aides were very confused at what we were doing at first i don't think they were informed or they didn't realize that much but then it was and then we gave survey and then we gave pieces of paper and people said if they liked it better, they didn't notice the change, or if they didn't like it, like they liked the styrofoam better. But then after that day, like they didn't talk about it again. So that was that frustrating? Did you feel like there was a moment where you're like, oh man, all of this like work paid off and they were paying attention? I, I right, I think this. I think the school board even had a conversation around. Yeah, we wrote a letter to the school board and they came, I think they came and they wrote, I don't remember them ever actually saying anything about it. We also wrote a letter to some fast food place and they came and told us why they couldn't do it because it was styrofoam's cheap. And they like told us why they couldn't. And then I don't think the school board took much action towards it so they had conversation but yeah they didn't really get back to us so it's a little bit of both right which is like oh wow I can do this research I can like I can engage people like my voice counts and I can talk to all these people but then what I'm hearing you say and please correct me if I'm wrong is that what you were saying didn't always feel valued like there was no change as a result so it was like meh yeah, I feel like we were given all the resources to, like, do the research and talk to people and learn. But then when we actually, like, tried to do it, they were like, okay, we did it for a day. You're done. I feel like that's a lot of public policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there's a lot of, 
you know, <laughs> analogies to public policy debates too. Uh, so I guess I have another question for, for everyone. And that is, so it sounds like school is kind of preparing you to determine if evidence is good or not. Um, telling you to, you know, come up with your own decisions and maybe even express your opinions or, or question why something is going the way it is if it's contrary to evidence and that that those things are part of what it is to uh, you know maybe be a quote-unquote good citizen in the U.S. but do you feel like school is doing enough to to train you to be good citizens and if not what else do you think they should do? I think they're trying to change train us, but they aren't quite doing enough. Um, I don't. I think it's hard, so that I don't really know what else they should do. I think they don't know what else they should do. I think at least in our school, they are doing a lot, at, and especially the teachers. Like I don't know if it's the school, but a lot of our teachers have like conversations with us like before class and other times. I think in all of our classes, before the start of class, we always have conversations about certain things and they try to like create it into the lesson plan, like of what we're learning, like connect it to what's happening now. Yeah. So like the conversation connects current events with science or social studies or language and literature so like in a variety history whatever it is in math he did something we had to like do the percentage wasn't it like water oh yeah something around like water quality issues yeah what about you darling i feel like they're trying to like teach us how to be good citizens but in the end, they're just teaching us um, things about the world and how things work, just trying to get us ready for college, basically. Now, I mean, you mentioned that your teachers do bring up current events. Do you think their conversations about current events are useful? Like, does it help you understand current events better? Or are they... You also mentioned that they try to leave their opinions and politics out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but does that mean that they have too vague of a discussion then? Yeah. I've, uh, well, it is vague, but they also try to add in their own way of keeping the discussion up while like trying to change your mind or like, have you think about it in a different way. So kind of challenge what your pre-existing assumptions are about something. Yeah. So what are, I mean, do you have any other um, experiences, whether it was at school, through Girl Scouts, through your own exploration that's given you tools to be more engaged and to, to, to make sure that your voice is heard? No. <laughs> then they um, have a program called SCORE. What does that stand for? Do you remember? Student Group on Race Relations. Yeah. That 
comes and talks to us and then they educate us and then they give us time to like share. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a high school student group that's trained in how to have conversations around race. Yeah. And then they what do they do? They go to all the different schools throughout the city. Uh, I think it's just Shaker. Well, I mean, throughout the, yeah, throughout, yeah. like, all the elementary schools, the middle school, the, yeah. and. They, like, do every other year you get scored. Yeah, so you have to try out. I, I have one final question for you, and that is, do politicians actually talk about issues that your age group cares about? Or can and if I, not, like, can what issue? That, like, what issues do you care yeah. about, and are yeah. politicians talking about those issues? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. That's a better reframing. Dharma, you can go first. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, somewhat, they are talking about things. That, so what are the issues that you care about? Like, racism is a big thing. LGBTQ, I guess, anything that sets people apart from others. And I, I think it's good that our politicians are talking a lot about racism and also more about now uh, like uh, helping people get the vaccine despite their race or anything. Do you think they talk about it enough? Do you think they're actually, their talk matches their actions, they're actually doing something to improve problems that you see? Kind of, I guess. Like, in a way, they are, what they say does equal what they do, or what they do equals what they say, and at the same time, I kind of feel like they're not doing enough to meet what they set out for themselves. I agree with Dharma. Um, I also think about, like climate change and um like school shootings and stuff like that ella do you think okay so you added those two others do you think that elected officials are doing enough to an extent um i i feel like they don't do as much as they say they will they like they do what they say they will but they don't like do as much they try kind of just like keep it to a minimum what about you? Anything you want to add to those? I think there are four topics that were brought up. I mean, there's others, definitely, like religion and... What about religion? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, people get treated differently because of their religion, just like how people get treated differently about a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I hear you. School maybe doesn't do a lot about that. I don't know that politicians do either. <laughs> yeah. That might be one that gets, out of all of them, the least amount of time or priority. Yeah, anymore. In terms anymore. of broad inclusivity of racial ju- or religious justice issues. What, what did we miss? What do teens care the most about? Just TikTok. 
I'll go back to TikTok. What is it you guys like about TikTok? Memes. But what's funny about memes? Like, usually for me, it's random chaos. Because <laughs> I'm also chaotic. Okay. All right. What do you guys like about TikTok? I feel like it's relatable. Like, I can find people that have earned similar situations as me. And oh. I like the different communities and stuff. <laughs> like, you follow artists, for example. And yeah. you love to follow how to draw things. Draw things. How to draw things. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you should start a TikTok channel. I have a TikTok. Uh-huh. It's not very popular. <laughs> Do you put in how to draw things? No, but I should. You should. And we always end with like what we say is words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you all have the privilege. It's a privilege, most definitely <laughs> a privilege of having Casey and me as your mothers. And so these are conversations we have. I don't know if. They know they're being recorded, so it's a little more shy, a little more <laughs> than normal conversation around the dinner table. But what would you say to whether it's parents or teachers or elected officials or other kids, whoever it is, who say it to whomever, about why it's important for us to be paying attention to what teenagers have to say about politics? Because teenagers look at the world differently than people who are 30 or 40 or older. And where our generation is more open to, like, new ideas and people and changing the world so that we can live in it. I like that. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're more open to new ideas than older people. Than <laughs> <laughs> our teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> those old ancient 40-year-olds. Those, those parent types. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, T? I agree. I think that it's important to just, like, listen to everyone, like, see what they have to say and maybe come to like an agreement around that like you don't you can't just decide what's best and then just go with your ideas to to make sure you're getting the input of others yeah now if someone said hey i was a teenager once i know what's good for you what would you say to that they grew up at different times and like we have social media i feel like we can connect with other people our age more so yeah. we also have other perspectives mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Sometimes well, you're, the world is a different place than when I was a teenager in a yeah. lot of ways. Do you, uh, through social media, are your friendships much broader than just people in your school or in your neighborhood or in your community? You're nodding your head. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I have a lot of friends like, uh, especially in my in the anime community that are not from Ohio and are completely different from me 
but they also have the same likes and dislikes that I do. So anime brings you together and then you learn about each other's perspectives from there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What about you? You too. Is that your experience? I don't like talk to people on social media as much. I don't, I'm very shy, but I like can relate to other people. No, there's other people out there that have similar interests, even if you're not directly connecting like Dharma's describing. Yeah. Well, actually what I learned is that, uh, one, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, apparently we should be on TikTok. <laughs> I have TikTok. I never look at it. <laughs> oh, I have TikTok. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> They've informed me that I have just general generic TikTok and that's why because I need to like <laughs> really invest in curating my TikTok and I have not done that investment. You need to up your TikTok game. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I say we get on political TikTok and see what uh, havoc we can wreak. What, as Dharma said, what chaos we can <laughs> sow. <laughs> I like it. Okay. It's a deal. Well, Listeners, thank you for tuning in to hear what three teenagers have to say about politics and civic engagement. Thanks for listening to the Growing Democracy podcast. I'm Casey Boyd-Swan, and as always, my co-host is Ashley Nichols. Our podcast is produced by David Yursa and edited by Jeremy Demery at Golden Ox Studio right here in Cleveland, Ohio, and supported by the American Political Science Association. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, growingdemocracyoh.org. Join us next time when we continue this conversation about political and civic engagement.